You are listening to Scars and Guitars, the podcast series. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I hope wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing, you are doing very well. You're about to listen to my conversation with the legend, Andreas Kisser, who has been the mainstay in Sepultura for, is it about 30 years now, something like that? Sepultura are touring Australia. I'm going to read out some dates. The first date is, they're all in May, by the way. Tuesday the 15th, they're playing 170 Russell in Melbourne. Wednesday the 16th of May, they're playing Adelaide at the Gov, or the Gov, one of the two, either way. Thursday the 17th, they're playing Byron Bay at the Northern. Friday the 18th, they're playing Brizzy at Eaton's Hill Hotel. Hopefully I'll get to that one. Saturday the 19th, they're playing Sydney at the Metro Theatre. And Sunday the 20th, they're playing Perth at Capital. Just Capital. That's what it says. Just reading from the tour poster here. Without further delay, let's get to it. Mr. Andreas Kisser. I had a chat to Rob Cavastani last week about the upcoming Australian tour, and he's certainly looking forward to it. And, of course, you're playing with Death Angel when you come down. So what can fans expect from the show that Sepultura is bringing to Australia? Uh, it's great, you know, um, great opportunity to be back with a new album, uh, especially with our friends from Death Angel. We did some tours before, and um, now we go into New Zealand and Australia together. And, you know... It's the second year of touring of uh, Machine Messiah, uh, an mm. album that was really well received by by the fans and and and, and the press in general. And uh, and we are playing a lot of the new stuff, you know, we're playing a lot of the new material, about five to six songs. And uh, uh, I think since Chaos AD, we don't do that, you know, play so mm. many new songs from a new album, which is a great sign, you know. A lot of people really. Uh, listening to the album uh, from start to end, you know, knowing the songs and they really uh, grasp the the whole vibe the and concept, the idea of yeah. the, the, the album, the concept and everything, you know. So uh, mm. it's great, you know, it's, it feels great. Of course, we have room to play all the, the Sepultura career, you know, especially now that we, we are celebrating 20 years of, of Derek in the group, you know. So yes. the idea is to bring some some b-sides or c-sides you know we, we don't play a, a long time <laughs> yeah and um and and do some, you know celebration of the new stuff and and uh of course playing the the, the classics as well no so yeah we did have a chat um, a bit over 12 months ago about machine Messiah, and you're justifiably proud of the album it's i think it's one of your best actually to be frank and i'm not just saying that i'm a long-time fan of sepultura so i've been following your career since at least chaos ad or so way back in the day thank you so the album has been in market over 12 months. Where do you think it fits in the overall candidates of work that you've produced in Sepultura? Um, you know, we did the, the whole celebration of 30 years of Sepultura. We did a tour celebrating that and, and some, some, you know, we did a logo. We, we did the movie, you know, the movie came out last mm -hmm. year. Uh, we were, you know, dealing with uh, remembering the past and stories and going through our archives and stuff like that, you know. Yep. And um, and it felt like we were closing uh, a, a big uh, uh, volume of our career with many chapters, you know, yeah. on this first 30 years. Uh, and Machine Messiah seems to to be a beginning of, of a new a new volume of our career, you know, like. A, opening new possibilities for us i mean musically Great. and yeah. uh, lyrically and um and everything you know i i think uh, almost like the same as roots you know open a lot of new possibilities for us or i should say chaos ad i think you know because chaos ad yeah. was the first album that really 
I think Sepultura found uh, their our own sound. Yes, you know, agreed, uh, yeah. bringing the Brazilian groove and the Brazilian percussion instruments and vibes and you know, and I think Mach Machine Messiah it has that that, that same uh, effect on our on, on ourselves. You know, it's like a really yeah. opening new possibilities. You know, with new instruments and Eloy Casagrande is an amazing drummer mm. who brought. You know, he can play anything. You know, so it really opened new ideas for me to write and everything. So uh, it seems like a new a new start of another 30 years, you know, let's let's hope. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I think everything for, I think it's probably your best album cover art too that you've ever produced for the band. And yes, uh, we, we had a chat about I that agree. with the Filipino um, artist that did that for you, but I still yeah. stare at that and get, get something out of it after I've looked at it for a few, you know, I've looked at it many times, but I still like looking at it, the choice of color. It's one of those album covers where it really matches the music contained in the album. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, man. And, and it actually, um, uh, the cover really inspired us because we found the cover re really early on the process, you know, mm. because we already had the name and I was looking through in the internet, like I said, you know, looking for an artist and yeah. stuff. And we found that painting while we were still, you know, in the early stages of, of uh, doing the pre-production and writing material and everything. So in a sense, the, 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 the artwork really uh, was there, you know, giving that direction of, of, uh, uh, of new possibilities, you know, very mm. colorful, you know, the, we have um, songs like Machine Messiah and Iceberg Dances and I Am The Enemy, you know, there are different colors musically there as well, you know, mm. so uh, in a sense, the artwork really um, helped us to write the album as well, you know, it was great. So let's talk about some of your earlier material. So Dave Mustaine, I think, was asked, and I think they're considering re-recording Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good, he and David Ellison, I think David Ellison actually mentioned it, sorry, but would you ever consider re-recording earlier material from uh, Morbid Visions and Schizophrenia with the current lineup you've got? No, man. I, I don't see myself or Sepultura doing that. I think it's... You know, we all do respect to the bands who does that. I'm not judging, judging anyone, you know. Yeah. I mean, everyone have their reasons to do... I know bands that did that because of contract and, and label problems and, you know, yeah. all that kind of mm. stuff. But, uh, you know... Uh, I don't see ourselves doing something like that. You know, it's, uh, first of all, it's too easy to do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's mm. like the, the album is done, you know, the, the songs are known and everything. So, um, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to, to history. You know, it, it, it is yeah, what it is. You, you know, we way. all, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we all, the, the, you know, the studio we use and the, the, the sound that was not good enough and all the equipment, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. I yeah. mean, uh, that's the beauty of it all, you know. We we managed to to create that sound with all the difficult uh, things we had, and we have another mind and another, you know. We were young and whatever, you know. Uh, there's so many var variables, you know. That's yeah. uh, no, I, I don't know. I think it's a waste. Uh, I think it's a waste of time, you know, Look, for us at least. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I remember when Sharon re-recorded or she you know she she's obviously Ozzy's manager but remember when she re-recorded or got the musicians in to re-record oh, yeah. the first two albums and how shit and just awful it sounded it was really really bad that was yeah it was horrible man I mean there's no no sense I mean I understand you know people uh, fight with lawyers and contracts and what is written what is not but uh to, to get to that level you know to that point I mean uh, what's the point? Who's going to listen to that? You know, there's nothing there. You know, there's no chemistry. There's no yeah. no reason to do something like that, you know. That run, I mean, these are my comments, of course, 
that one really surprised me that it even that the, whoever was the engineer so lining everything up in Pro Tools or whatever it was that was off like the drums didn't match Randy's guitar playing <laughs> it was horrendous it was like as if it was a school project that was released for mass consumption yeah man you you name it I mean especially because Randy Rhodes not even here you yeah. know I mean he wrote that stuff you know it's mm. like a insane it's so disrespectful you know Absolutely. not only for Randy's uh, uh, legacy but for Aussie fans you know but um, I mean, it's it's, it's something that uh, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to see you know somebody doing something with Sepultura albums like that you know oh, just God, changing no. the drum you know yeah. <laughs> or the singer or something it's crazy you know crazy. Mm. Hey, let's talk about Paolo Junior because I, I don't see much copy from him on the web. In other words, he doesn't get interviewed very often. And I actually don't know. I haven't find, been able to find any copy where you've been asked the question, but. What's your take on his contribution to the Sepultura legacy? In other words, is he an essential component of the Sepultura sound? Oh, yeah, definitely. He's the bass player of Sepultura, you know. He's not a, a bass player that can uh, likes to play any other style. He doesn't enjoy jamming with other people and stuff like that. Hmm. He plays for Sepultura, you know, and he's the best player that we we could have, you know. He's there from the start, from the beginning. He knows uh, where we're coming from. And and on crucial times, you know, when we have to decide the important things here and there, his input is crucial, you know, because he has the history, history he has the heritage. He knows people since the start, you know. the um, yeah. He knows the, the roots of everything, you know. And, uh, and he's not a composer, but uh, he's there with his bass, you know. Every time on practice building his own style he writes his own arrangements and everything um and that's his part of the band you know and that's uh, that's where we find our balance you know and um yep. it's he he has he has the sound you know he has a very unique uh, way of playing the bass that uh you cannot really hear anywhere you know it's uh yes. it's not a virtuoso on the respect of doing fast scales and all that stuff you know but uh, he's a virtuoso on the heaviness, on the right note, at the right note, or the right place. Hmm. Uh, you you have to remember that he 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 in thirty or thirty four years of Sepultura, he played with three with four dr different drummers. You know, which for yes, a bass player, hmm. is, it's very you know it's very hard. You know, really to adapt himself and to you know to rearrange old stuff with new drummers and everything. And uh, he's there. You know, he never let it down and. He, he he's a great professionally who grew up a lot, you know, because he didn't use even to record his bass, you know, in the beginning. But um, but he mm. managed to to you know to face his fears and his uh, phobias, <laughs> and really he's uh, the best thing that uh, that um, uh, uh, that the Sepultura needs for the bass. You know, I couldn't see anyone. Yeah, nobody else could have done it. Yeah, better. You know, I think we. The way I write, the way I, the way I play, uh, I own a lot to Paulo, you know, because we played together for so many years that um, unconsciously, you know, he's a part of my style and vice versa, you know. Mm. We complete each other. He he strikes me as having been a very good right-hand man to you through so many challenges that the band has faced over its history. Would, does that sound about right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, definitely. The mediator. The mediator. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> It didn't work very well with the Cavaliers, but, you know. <laughs> when you look back over your extraordinary career, mate, so what are you into your fourth decade now as a professional musician? It must be close to that. What are you most proud of? 
well, to be here now, you know, to, mm. to, to have this 34 years behind me with the beautiful history, the up and downs, you know, the, the conquers, the victories, the, the mistakes, um, everything, you know, I think that's the best feeling of all to be here, uh, with the machine Messiah, with nuclear blast, with the fans we have, you know, mm. uh, it's fantastic. You know, that's our big, biggest victory, you know, to, to be a band, to still be a band today, relevant, a band that like each other, you know, we respect each other. Uh, uh, we are friends, you know, which is very difficult, <laughs> you is, know, during yeah. the, to, you know, to be in this business, you, you know how it is, you know, bands, you know, uh, you, in the end they go there, uh, a lot of them are there just for the, the business, you know, for the money and for whatever. But uh, of course we have the Sparky and Sepultura, but, you know, we enjoy being with each other, you know, we go to dinner together, we talk about different topics and women and football or whatever, you know, <laughs> we have a normal life, you know, which is great. I mean, uh, uh, it's not necessary to hate each other to be a success, you know, like rock and roll history teaches. <laughs> mm. uh, but uh, I think that's the biggest victory, you know, to have a, a band that it's, it's very well balanced. Uh, on and off stage, you know, that's very difficult to achieve. And uh, I think we are in a great momentum. Got there, yeah. You know. Well, Derek's added a lot since he's come on board, hasn't he? I mean, to your point, 20, oh, yeah. 20 years, and I think you've released twice the number of albums with him than what you did with Max. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 20 years, uh, twice the time as well, you know. And uh, um, and I think, you know, it seems we, we made the right choice, <laughs> Oh, clearly, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it was one of those uh, things. That... Regardless of all the criticism, you know, mm. all the ifs and, you know, all the, the opini opinions are there. And uh, we respect them all. Of course, you know, we knew uh, changing singers, especially a singer like Max, you know, which is very charismatic and and very present on stage and on, on the way he speaks and everything, you know, mm. uh, would be very difficult, you know. But here we are. I mean, it was difficult. It was very difficult and, and still is and it will be forever, you know. But uh, uh, every step uh, we took, uh, it was a, a step forward. And, and when we did to step back, you know, because we need to uh, rearrange and reorganize things and always uh, with a heads up, you know, and, and looking forward. And Derek was a, a perfect choice for us because... You know, he's, he represented the new, you know, a new mm. guy. Nobody knew him. He's a totally different guy from Max, totally different style, different background, different influences. And, and that's what Sepultura is all about, you know, respect the, the differences, you know. Uh, I mean, there are many other bands that really found, like, kind of clones, you know, to replace and stuff, and that's fine for them. But for Sepultura, it was really important to have somebody, you know, original and somebody fresh, and not somebody who could copy or try to imitate Max, you know. Uh, we we were running away from that, you know. But uh, it's great that they're still here and uh, with us and very motivated. I mean, uh, he grew up so much on stage and off stage. I think he made the, his best performance ever on Machine Messiah. Hmm. Not only, you know, uh, singing, but also writing lyrics and everything, you know. So it's great, man. I mean... Uh, it's a guy that I talked a lot, you know, we, we exchange ideas, books and documentaries and that's how we create and, and find the words and song titles and stuff like that, you know, which is a very, um, you know, healthy relationship, which is important. It's awesome. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with it. all the sentiment. I agree with everything you've said there. So my next question, I've been wanting to ask you this for some time, okay, because of course, you know, you get a lot of questions about the past and I, you know, I won't refer to any of it individually, but, you know, sites like Blabbermouth, Invisible, Invisible Oranges, I mean, you can, any, I wouldn't say every day, but every week or maybe every month, there's some sort of a reference to Max and Sepultura, you know, yeah. in terms of you, you're quoted constantly, Max is quoted constantly. Mate, how do you keep your cool and not lose your shit when you get asked about it all the time and the keyboard warriors, you know, they get involved, blah, blah, this album's this and this album's that and Max is the best and Derek is this. So how do you deal with that shit if you don't mind me asking? I know it's a difficult question in one respect and I'm I'm not trying to buy into it at all, but I've always admired the way you, you've, you've handled yourself in that regard. Oh, thank you. I mean, uh, it is a part of our, our life, you know, we like it or not. I mean, this is something that we have to deal with uh, and we deal with that. We, we don't go to interviews and say, oh, you're forbidden to mention Cavaleros or something like that. I mean, this is, this kind of shit creates uh, tension, creates, yeah. uh, mm. you know, mystery, uh, you know, is that stupid shit. We, we respond to everything. I mean, we have no, um, let's say, no secrets. Uh, we have no um, sensational, sens sensationalism, you know. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that's the the, the word, but um, oh, you're very accommodating. Uh, in other words, you answer questions. Yeah, that are put it's to you. like yeah. yeah, we just talk about you know. Uh, of course, it's kind of boring, you know, sometimes because people try to, I don't know, they try to reunite the band with a question, <laughs> you know. Yes. They don't want to know about our. They just you know want to try to. Um, yeah, they I don't know. Just past. try to. They live in the past. Yeah, and I think with clickbait exactly. culture, it's. I've asked a lot of artists. I've spoken it, to a lot of artists and, about this, but what do you do? You know, and and at the end, is it's their problem. You know, it's their problem if they like or don't like. I mean, it's not our problem at all. <laughs> exactly. You know, I mean, we we're not here to please everyone. You know, I mean, uh, I, I I respect the fact that you like Sepultura, whatever you know, formation or phase of the band, and yeah. and that's enough for me. You know, I respect that. That's great. And you 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 know have all the 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 rights to to think about whatever you want to, and like whatever you like, you know, but, uh, it, it is a part, I mean, uh, it, it's something that, uh, is, is less and less, uh, as we, we go forward. Uh, nowadays we're doing so many, so many different stuff, you know, compared to what Max is doing. And, um, mm -hmm. and we are very, very different bands, very different, uh, approach to music and, yeah, and, and lyrics chase, yeah. and everything. You know, yeah, it's like very different, you know, but people still insist to put us on the same pot, you know, because Max always talk about Sepultura and he does like, you know, Roots Tour and all that stuff. And yes. and even a lot of people are confused about that, you know, but uh, but we're here, you know, we're here in 2018, living the present and respecting the past and building a future, you know, that's what we do. And that's why we how we, we enjoy uh, uh, what we are, you know, and, uh, mm -hmm. and that part, our past, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, we face the challenges. No, good on you, mate. Mate, final question. I've been wanting to ask you this one for a while too, actually. I didn't get a, didn't get it out last time we had a chat. So you did have a friendship and you did tour with Chuck Schuldina back in the day. Is that correct? Um, uh, not really. I mean, uh, Max was the guy who really exchanged some uh -huh. letters, uh, I, I guess with Chuck, with, um, uh, with Mille from Creator 
and um, I think Morbid Angel as well, you know. Yep. And uh, they, we we have that kind of uh, uh, communication through through mail, you know. Uh, I never met Chuck, unfortunately. Uh, I never seen you know that with him. And I'm I'm pretty sure Max never met him as well. Uh, mm. Even though we record the album in in Florida in Tampa, but we never managed to to meet, you know, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I mean Chuck was uh, one of the the main influences for Sepultura in the beginning of the uh, of, yeah. of of the career, you know, for uh, Best of Devastation and Morbid Visions and Schizophrenia, even you know that was was really a big influence, you know, for sure. Okay, good on you, mate. Mate, I better let you go. Thank you so much for answering my questions and for taking time out to have a chat. I'll certainly be Thank in, the you, man. in the Brisbane show, mate, That's... so I'll be throwing the horns up for you. Awesome. <laughs> Great, man. Okay, See you mate. soon, dude. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Andreas Kisser from the band Sepultura. Thank you so much for listening.